What up, people? It is Saturday, November 9th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast, where I give my opinion on a variety of topics. You can like it or you can hate it. I'm good either way, because it's just my opinion, and we all have one. Uh, Last podcast, I talked about my girlfriend and I deciding to take a break and breaking up, and a lot of that was due to her eight-year-old son, who's in the third grade, and basically his lack of respect for her and if he doesn't respect her he's not going to respect me um currently we're still broken up and at this point I don't see us getting back together but we're still cool I still love her I still care about her I want her to be happy we still talk on a regular basis uh but on Monday I got a text message about one o'clock in the afternoon saying she had to go pick her son up from school because he had got suspended Again, he's eight years old in the third grade, and this is the third time he's been suspended this school year. And the school year started in late August, early September. And this is the third time he's been suspended or gotten in trouble. Um, And this time, she didn't go into a whole lot of detail, and I really didn't even want to hear it. But um, from what she said, it was him being disrespectful in class. He was disrespectful to the teacher. He was disrespectful to the principal. And... I just reiterate to her that, uh, you know, if they don't get a handle on this soon, that little boy is going to jail or something drastic is going to happen. And she was able to talk to her ex-husband. And today they seem to be on the same page as far as disciplining him and holding him accountable for his actions. Uh, Hopefully, especially the ex-husband, he's finally seeing that this little boy needs some kind of therapy, something. Uh, to handle the way he responds to stuff. Um, And again, I've told her, you know, a lot of their issue from what I've seen, and again, it's just my opinion, is the fact that he's a spoiled brat. They give in to him, and he has a way of running her household. He definitely runs her household, and I've told her that too. Um, You know, she's a very passive person. She doesn't like confrontation, but I'm like, He's eight years old, and he's telling you what to do. And until you get a handle on it, it's only going to get worse. And, you know, I just told her that's exactly why I don't want to be around him. Uh, first of all, he's lied on me um, and said that I put my hands on him when I didn't. Uh, but also, he's just very disrespectful. He doesn't respect her. He's not going to respect me or anybody else she dates. So that was the best decision for both of us to make that. We needed to separate. You know, I still have her back. I still talk to her. But uh, I just don't want to be around her son. Um, and I hate to say that, but that's the truth. And I told her straight up that was the truth. And she understands why. Because it is a lot to handle. And this is just not my fight to have. Um, I have to kind of start separating myself from that particular part of her life. Uh, because there's nothing I can do about it. You know, that's beyond me. That's something that her and her ex-husband has to figure out. Um, It's not my kid. And I hate to have that attitude, but that's just what it is. I need to do that for my own peace of mind as well. Uh, And he's just bad. And it's not my kid. I don't want to be around a bad kid. And, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, I've been having some conversations with some friends this week about what friendship means and what my definition of friendship is. And I had a long conversation with a a good friend of mine the other night. And 
what I had to explain was just because you've known somebody forever, you know, from elementary school or high school, whatever the case may be, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be their best friend now, especially if they're not treating you the way you treat them. Um, if they constantly ask you to do things and uh, do favors for them, but they can't reciprocate that the one time you need it, uh, and you can't really count on them or depend on them, I don't necessarily consider that a friend. Um, my friends that are within my circle, the people I call friends, I know if I need anything, either one of them got me. No matter if it's money, if it's a place to live, if it's a ride, I know multiple people I could call right now without hesitation, they would be there to help me because they know I would do the same for them. Those are the people that I consider friends. And the conversation I was having was, um, you know, my friend, she's feeling used by another one of her friends. And I feel like she's being used as well. And it's just sometimes people aren't meant to be around forever. Um, Relationships have their seasons. And sometimes the season is over with and you have to accept that and move on with your life. And, and I totally understand it. Sometimes that's hard to face, especially when it's people you really care about. But then again, I look at my happiness. Because if you're always trying to make sure somebody else is okay, when do you take the time to, to make sure you're okay? You have to take care of yourself first. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, so a very good conversation with my friend about friendship and what she deserves in a friend and, and how true friends really treat you. You know, a true friend, you can depend on them. And if this is somebody you've helped numerous times and you can't depend on them, maybe that relationship is not for you. You know, you had your run. Maybe it is time to move on from that. Uh, And also, a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation about, uh, you know, somebody I was really close to uh, several years ago, probably about eight or nine years ago. And this particular person, I felt had an issue with prescription drugs and I confronted this person because I've seen the usage I've seen how they changed uh, when they're on this medication I've seen them go to multiple hospitals uh, emergency rooms for different ailments uh, and I actually went to the hospital with this person before and they refused to allow the doctor to examine them but just kept saying how much pain she was in and she knew exactly what prescription she wanted Um, I've seen this person go to a 24-hour pharmacy at 1 in the morning to try to get a prescription filled. And that was part of the reason why we stopped talking is because this person would not accept the fact that they had a a drug problem. Uh, As long as it's not like cocaine or crack or something like that, and it's prescribed medicine, she didn't see it as an issue. She's saying that, you know, it's just, it was prescribed to me, so I'm going to take it. Um... And uh, I recently found out this person is still doing the same thing. Uh, She's lost her family pretty much. Uh, Most of her relationships, jobs, uh, places to live, all of this over her prescription drug use. Well, partially because of that. I know there were other factors involved, but, um, and it's just one of those situations where I, I will always love this person, but. I don't need to be around them. I don't need to talk to them uh, unless they say I have a problem and I want to get help. Until they acknowledge that problem, it's not going to get any better. And I'm not going to be around to sit here and watch you do this to yourself, especially when you have kids that depend on you and you've put this habit 
before your kids. Um, I love her kids. I still talk to her kids. Matter of fact, um, one of her daughters texted me last night and love these kids. I always be there for them, but it's just a shame that she can't uh, understand and see what the issues are. And I just pray for her. I wish her the best. Uh, but until she can just admit that there's an issue and she wants to seek help, I don't really have anything else to say to her. Uh, and ironically, she called me today. I didn't answer the phone. Um, I may call her back. I'll pray about it and see if I'm led to call her back. But it's like I just don't have a lot to say. And maybe she's going to say, yeah, I need help. Maybe she's not. And if she's not, I just don't want to get caught up in the drama of it all because that's all it is that's what it was when we were friends back in the day that's what it has been since and I have a sense of peace since I've separated from that particular part of my life years ago I moved on from that so if you want to get help I'm there for you I'll support you 100% but I'm not sending you money I'm not uh, giving you sympathy over situations that you brought on yourself I just I can't do that I can't help enable you uh, to do that. Um, also this week, I saw a video of a white lady who was shot by and killed by a black police officer. Uh, the video was disturbing. She was on the phone. She was cussing at the black officer. She had a pair of scissors in her hand. She was calling him the N-word. Um, and she kept saying, you know, you're going to shoot me. You're going to kill me. And she did approach the officer and he, he told her, I will shoot you. And he shot her and killed her. Um, my opinion on this is that this lady should not be dead. Um, why couldn't he have used a taser instead of shooting her twice in her chest? Uh, I'm not going to say she deserved it uh, because I don't know the full situation. And it kind of seemed like she may have had some type of mental illness or something the way she was acting. She was acting very erratically. But I don't think this lady should be dead. I think officers need to be trained to use different tactics. I mean, I know they have other tactics they can use other than deadly force, but reading some of the comments about the story, uh, a lot of people were saying she got what she deserved, uh, they could care less, uh, good for the police officer, and by the way, the police officer was not, he was cleared of any crime, so he was not charged with anything, but I can speak for myself. Um, some people have come become so desensitized, which I have not, uh, to the fact that there are so many innocent black people that have been killed by the cops. Uh, and I don't want to make it a tit-for-tat type of situation where they killed a black person, so what, they killed a white person. You know, they killed a lot of black people, too. Um, I see it as it's just another human being. Yeah, I, I'm pissed off that how many black people are profiled and they get killed by the police I'm, because I'm black it can happen to me but I'm also a human being and seeing this person killed for no reason uh, I do have sympathy for her um, I don't think she was a physical threat to the officer um, and he definitely could have used a different tactic instead of killing her but just reading the comments and seeing how some people have come, become so desensitized to the plight of other people uh, it's hard for them to put themselves in somebody else's shoes and that's because when things happen like this to black people, innocent black people are killed uh, by the police. It's hard for other people to put themselves in our shoes on how we feel about that. So I totally understand that. Um, but I think that just needs to be an overhaul of 
police training and how to deal with people with mental illness and how to deal with situations like this to de-escalate the situation and not escalate it. And that's what we tend to see a lot. Um, Again, I've said this before, of course, there are great police officers out there, and I've met a few, but uh, there are definitely some that should not be on the force or need additional training as well. Um, Also this week, one thing I'm noticing, and this is nothing new, is just all of the fake uh, clickbait on Facebook. And I'm guilty of clicking on this and sharing something I probably shouldn't have because this week uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich came back and people have been lined around the building to get it once again. But I saw an article on Facebook that I shared that said that uh, the claim was the Popeye's chicken sandwich killed someone of Listeria in, in Atlanta. And there were eight others that were sick and in the hospital. And I shared the story. And a friend of mine that lives in Atlanta, she sent me a message and she was like, this is fake, that never happened. So I researched it and of course it was fake, it never happened. So I deleted the post and said thank you. But I think we are so quick to share things without doing our due diligence. And this includes me as well. Without doing our due diligence and that's part of the problem of people sharing things that aren't necessarily true and it is fake news and I hate to use that term but it's just fake news and for instance with uh, Kamala Harris um, proposed extending the school day to 6 o'clock so I think it's from like 8 to 6 and that was the clickbait headline but when you read the article she's proposing more of an after school program for kids in uh, middle class lower class uh, areas to help parents so they don't have to pay high daycare costs and things of that nature. And the uh, program would have electives for the students. They could do their homework. They could get tutoring. They could uh, take music classes, drama classes, theater, things like that, and actually do something with their time after school. And the teachers that would um, assist with this program would actually would be paid. They would be compensated for their time, the same as if they were in the class. So this was not something that she was saying, and it was voluntary. Um, so it's not anything she was saying is a mandatory that you change the you change the um, school hours extended by two hours. It was a voluntary program, and it's more of an after-school program and not necessarily extending the actual school day itself. And I agree with that. I think it's a good idea. But all of the headlines I saw was just her, um, Kamala Harris, wants to extend the school day without any substance to it. So going into the election, um, we definitely have to be uh, diligent about what we share and what we post because there's going to be a lot of misinformation out there. And again, I'm a victim of it too, or I'm I'm guilty of it too, of sharing nonsense that's not fake and not doing my due diligence. So I have to be better as well because going into the election, we're going to see a lot of stuff. And with Facebook, they're refusing to vet the information that's being posted. Uh, can't necessarily blame them because it's everybody's individual right to do their own research. It's not their responsibility. I wish they would do something about it, but it's not their job to do it. You know, us as consumers, we don't have to use Facebook. We don't have to use Twitter or Instagram and all of that stuff. Um, but we have to do our own due diligence to make sure what we're sharing and what we're posting. Uh, is accurate information. 
Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was Trump being booed at the World Series and at the UFC fight. Uh, if I was there, I would have booed him too. Not a fan of his. Uh, I think he's the worst president we've ever had. Um, and I think he deserved it. Just my opinion. But for people to come out and say that everyone who booed him, they need to be held accountable. Where were you when they were booing President Obama? Or senators were yelling out during his uh, State of the Union address. You didn't have any issues with it then. But that's a whole nother conversation I'm not going to even get into at this point. But um, I don't have a problem with him being booed. Everybody has a right to their opinion on that subject. Um, and I was, if I was there, I would have booed him too. Uh, getting to this week's verbal middle finger. This goes to Trump Jr., he gets the verbal middle finger because of how clueless he is and the statements he made about uh, the Bidens and Joe Biden's son getting the job at the Ukrainian uh, electric company or gas company and how the Bidens used nepotism to get him that job. And his whole career, everything he has is based on nepotism. If his last name was not Trump, he would not be where he is at all. So the fact that your whole entire being is based on nepotism and you want to criticize somebody else for possibly doing the same thing, that's an idiotic statement. And also he made the statement this week, or, or maybe it's in his ridiculous book, that uh, the sacrifices his family has made, he compared to families who had loved ones die in battle. And him nor his dad ever served in the military. And that has to be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. And that's one of the clueless things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I just, I have no respect for him. His dad is the family itself. Uh, they're very selfish. It's all about me type of people. Um, and they're clueless to what the average person goes through. So he gets the rebel middle finger this week. And to close it out on a positive note, here's the quote of the week. Sometimes God's best way to add to your life is to subtract from it. Certain things have to end so better things can begin. Every loss is not a loss. Let that marinate for a minute. Uh, That's it for this week. As always, this is just my opinion. Peace.